0: Welcome back to Rise to Purpose podcast. My name is David Rochelle, and I am your host. Hey, I wanted to get started today and talk about something that you typically don't get in elementary, high school, or even college when we were talking about your career. So today's discussion is career basics from an HR perspective. So we're going to learn some very exciting things today, things that I had no clue existed. And, you know, it's just the nuances and variables and just the specifics of human resources, as we affectionately call HR, that we don't know about. And so today's expert and our official expert on HR is Nassani Courtney. Nassani is an experienced HR executive and former U.S. Army officer. He brings nearly two decades of experience and passion for human resources, leaving very few stones unturned in his HR career. He is the Director of Human Resources for the Western Hemisphere at the American Bureau of Shipping, or better known as ABS, which includes North and South America, Europe, Middle East, and even Africa. Prior to that, Nassani was a Global Director of Human Resources for ABS Group, an independent subsidiary of ABS. Before joining ABS, Nassani earned his HR stripes at other large corporate entities like Specific Drilling... Champion Technologies, Baker Hughes, and AIG. The U.S. Army was Nassani's first real job. He was fortunate to have a great mentor who taught him the value of a servant leadership. Nassani's management style is centered around four main principles. Number one being, take care of your people and they will take care of you. Number two, don't ask your teammates to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Number three, as you climb the ladder, don't forget those who help you get there. And last but not least, lead, follow, or just get out of the way. So Nassani's success at, is primarily based on his special ability to quickly build strategic relationships with all levels, from the frontline worker to the C-suite officer, a proud girl dad to his daughter, Michaela. Nassani is married and lives in Houston, Texas. In his free time, he enjoys gaming. Reading sci-fi novels and has a nice glass of bourbon and cigar. My man, he is a U.S. veteran and graduate of the University of Houston with a BBA in Community Information Systems. Welcome, 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 Nastani. How's it going, brother? It's
1: going good, man. How you been doing, David?
0: Hey, man, I'm great, man. I'm excited to have you on our podcast, man, because yo, you know, I, I cover such a broad range of different topics. The entire aspect of rise of purpose is to make sure that we help our community with knowing what's better, Mm -hmm. doing what's better so they can be better. So when you know what's better, you can do better and you can be a better person. And of course, a better person is a better world. So that's why we're here today, man. And dude, you know, it's like you you go out in the real world and you know that you're supposed to get a job, man, but there's a difference between a job and a career. So, oh, yeah. you know, I hey, you know, I, I need to learn these things, man. And I'm pretty sure our audience would lo- love to know it as well. So tell us about, you know, what's the difference, man? Let's get started.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So first off, thanks, David. I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak. You know, I've done a couple of engagements, but um, I, I got to tell you, first off, before we even talk about that, I got to give you kudos. I, I got to start out with my homage. Um, you know, the stuff that you're doing, the stuff you've been doing, you know, I've been following you, you know, we come from Little Natchitoches, home of the meat pies and the and the, the city festival. Um, so I want to give you a shout out to what you're doing, man, because the community really needs stuff like that. We need food for our souls so that we can truly rise to our purpose. So before I start, hats off to you, man, for the stuff that you're doing. I really appreciate that stuff. Thank you, brother. I
0: appreciate those words of encouragement.
1: Yeah. So So getting to your comment, you know, about job versus a career start off thinking about it like a book right so a book it tells a story um and the job are the chapters that get you there and so the career is the overall story that 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 encompasses everything and so you get to the end of the book it's like is this a book that you'd like to like to read um people could confuse the two a job is something that you do right now pays the bills it provides your basic needs of of living and supporting yourself and your family, but your career is something that you're doing that's like, that's that's about your passions and the overall, overall overreaching story. It's more of a long, long long-term perspective. And, you know, one of the things that, that I, that people get challenged with is they get so caught up on that job, getting that job. And then does it make sense? Is it, does it tell a story? Are you jumping from this job to that job? Is it, you know, is there any kind of cohesion to that whole thing? Is it telling a story or are you just hopping from gig to gig um, for another quarter, an hour? You know, that kind of situation. Oh, man. You know, I, I
0: love that analogy because it makes sense as to how some people can work, you know, 15, 20, 25 years and feel un- unfulfilled, you mm-hmm. know, to a certain degree as far as uh, their satisfaction with their career. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's, it's so disjointed in the jobs that they've taken over the course of that uh, you know that, that career span that there's no continuity there's there's no meaning there or even a significant meaning so it's uh, I, I can see how that uh can definitely play a factor into career satisfaction so hey man I, I love the way that you you know you you position that and you know it's easy for us to understand so of course you know when you're looking at these jobs of course we all want to get, you know, promoted, man. So, you know, <laughs> how can we make sure that we get promoted on a, on a consistent basis? And, you know, and, you know, are, are there different levels of promotion, man? Cause you know, it's like, you get, yeah. you get promoted in so many different ways, man. Break it down for us.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to come at this from, from a truly HR perspective um, because even though I work in HR, I too am an employee and I too like to get promoted. Um, and, and so, you know, the advice I give to viewers, you know, it's about things that you can kind of utilize in your, kind of your current role, because right now there's a phenomenon going on. Um, it's, it's, it's directly related to COVID. It's called the Great Resignation. That's, that's truly a thing. Um, if you pay attention, you know, uh, 4.1 million folks resigned from their job last year. Um, like, and this is just Americans, right? These are American workers. Um, these are people who said, I, I'm looking for greener pastures. I'm looking for something else. Um, and so, you know, people are trying to make these kinds of decisions about what's best for them. And, you know, so they're looking about promotions. Will I get promoted in my current job? So the first thing I'll start off with is think about your kids. You know, they come, mom, dad, I want an allowance. Um, I want to get paid $10, uh, right? Um, do they just get that money just because they're cute, you know, and they're your kids? In some cases, that's the answer is yes. Um, other times, they'll say, well, okay, well, great. You know what, Those that yard that we need some leaves raped. Um, you take care of that, you do a good job, and I'll give you uh, that 10 bucks. Um, and far too often in our community, um, it's always, I'll, you pay me first, and then I will perform. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, I have lots of conversations with family and friends, and they talk about they've been in the same gig for five to seven years, and they feel like they're stuck in a rut. Um, and I'll ask them, I'll put on my HR hat, and I'll say, so what You know, what are you doing to show that your promotability, that, that you're ready for that next tier, the next ring? You know, the first thing I hear is, well, I'm not going to do that until they pay me. I'm like, well, okay, well, so the dance begins and it's not, it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be real difficult to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and so, so first thing I tell, to tell your listeners is, you know, what are you doing to get promoted? What are you doing to promote your promotability, so to speak? Um, the other thing is, is that you, you need to make sure that your experience tells a story. I'm going to go back to what we just talked about, job versus career. Um, if you are in a role, and you stay for six months and then you leave and you hop around and then your job join another job and you hop around after another six months um you know managers look at recevees and, and, and resumes and they look at what you've done are they going to invest the time to promote you to a management level position if they, they just if your track record has shown well we're only going to keep you for six months um because it's difficult to train managers and and, and get them to that point um but Show your lead, show your management what it is you're willing to do, um, and that you're worthy of being promoted. Um, find out what that next role is. If you're, it's, it's real simple in certain corporate America roles. You're engineer one, okay. Find out what an engineer two takes. Um, in different roles, like a teacher and in 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 uh, in education, it's a little bit different because there's there's seniorities, there's you know availability of roles, um, and it becomes now the education and experience and networking and those types of things. So each industry. Is very very specific, but mm-hmm. the biggest thing, biggest takeaway I would take to your audience is, don't just assume it's going to come to you. Right. Don't 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 expect someone to just give you uh, a fifty thousand dollar raise because they like you. Um, some cases that happens, but for most of us, that's not usually the case. So um, that's <laughs> a great place to start if you're looking to try to enhance your own promotability.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I've I've often provided as advice, and of course, you uh, know for the record, I'm not a HR. Uh, <laughs> expert, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I, I do, you know, own my own company and I do employ others. Exactly. And my advice to, you know, even with my interns, you know, I, I take interns every semester from a variety of colleges. So every fall, you know, spring, summer, I have interns. And so Nasani, what I always and explain to them is that you are as valuable as the, you know, what you bring to the company. And so you want to understand that company's vision, their mission, you know, there are certain, you know, um, metrics in place that they're, you know, that they're looking to achieve. And for those who help with hitting these, whether or not it be quarterly goals or, you know, whatever it may be that has been established by the company, if you're considered to be, and and I use the term asset, Mm -hmm. meaning that you add value, you add to that bottom line, you add to the financial status of that company, Mm-hmm. Of course they're gonna take you seriously. And when it comes to talking about a promotion, well, of course, they're looking at your track record. Okay, you know, David has brought in, you know, two you know, five million dollars yeah. over the past, you know, three years. Uh man, that definitely warrants a discussion because you know, if we lose him, then you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, he's just getting warmed up and he's only improved, you know, based on his track record every year over the past three years. So I think it's important, like what you say, you, you got to have that, um, that track record and you're, you know, even if you're p- applying for something new or you're in a current job, you're, you know, you got to make sure that you're consistent. So companies look for that, especially if you're going for a management role or some sort of leadership role. So I, I think those are very good uh, key elements to uh, take a look at. But then, you know, you look at, you know, and I've been in jobs in society where I'm like, was this really a promotion? <laughs> I'm like, did, did I get promoted or did, I, yeah. did somebody else just give me, you know, just pass on their responsibilities? I'm like, I know I got a new title. It sounds great, but did I really get promoted? So I mean,
1: look, you'd be surprised, dude. I, you were you you were you're preaching right now. I, I you know, and, you know the answer is sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes they'll do the okie doke, right? Um. You know, I don't believe that unless there's some compensation tied to it or something. And compensation may not always be money, just to be very clear to everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be something. It could be better work-life balance. It could be, there are different rewards. But yeah, I've never been a big advocate for giving somebody a title and then there's no additional compensation. You're giving me more risk, but no more reward. Um, And and so you got to be careful with that. But the, the other comment I'll make is, you know, sometimes promotions do come in lateral form. Um, I know a lot of people who will take a job, no additional pay, but it'll give them the experience that's required to get to that next role. Um, Mm. So it's more of that long-term perspective. And so, again, I'm going to keep going back to that theme about career versus job. It's about laying the foundation and the bricks to get you to that next ring. Once you get promoted, guess what? It's time to start working on that next promotion. Um, and sometimes that experience may not come in the promotion. It may come from a lateral move. You just got to make sure as an individual that you are your own best career manager. And that next opportunity, whether it's lateral or moving up, does get it, get you to where you ultimately want to be. Absolutely. You know, I, I like to use, you know,
0: I, I, I love the analogy of chess versus checkers. And I think that a lot of us, we don't understand the value of chess and the overall strategy that it embraces. And that yes, sometimes, as you mentioned, you mm-hmm. have to make a lateral move. Sometimes you have to take a step back. You know, and so there's so many different moves to be made that you have to think about, you know, all the pieces on the board, and you have to be thinking two or three steps ahead. And I just feel like too many of us live for the moment.
1: We don't. It's it's about the instant gratification. It's about right. it's about being able to go home and telling my family I'm making extra two dollars an hour. It's about you know, and look, that stuff's great. I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, we're not trying to do pro bono work. Um, But but you got to have a long game when when you need to. Sometimes you got to make small struts, small incremental changes. But sometimes, like you said, David, sometimes that promotion really ain't a promotion. You got to pull the curtain back just to make sure it's what you want.
0: Right. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like I went from I went from fries to milkshakes. There, like, you, well, go. there you go. There you go. <laughs> did I really, did I really get a promotion? So yeah, man. And you know, when you're in certain situations and you're, let's say for instance, you're you honestly putting in hard work, you're doing exactly what you've been told and you're doing more. You know that you're doing more. You can prove it. You have the statistics, you have the stats, you have the paperwork, everything that you're doing within your job, it says that you're doing more than your counterparts. And you don't get the recognition. You don't get the promotion. When is the time to leave?
1: That, that's a little bit question. Um, because everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. Everybody's company has its own insanities, um, and, and you gotta you gotta decide for yourself. But there are some things that you can you can you can think about. So, you know, first off, you know, nowadays mental health is everything, um, and you, you know, if you're going, if you're in a scenario where you're just mentally dying, it's, it's time to go. There is no salary worth that, um, that that's worth your mental health. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a father, if you're a mother, you got kids that's looking out for you, you got family that's looking out for you. If, if you're ground down to the bare nub every single day and you're crying on the way to commute on, on your commute, it, it's time to go somewhere. It's, just. It's time to look for a different for for a potential new role um if you've been passed over for, for a promotion a few times um and the explanations begin to get weirder and weirder and have less and less substance um you know the company could be just coming up with excuses to, to 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 keep you around um and you might need to look for opportunities elsewhere um you know it but again everybody's journey is going to be different because when you leave a company it's sometimes it's about the devil you know And when you Mm -hmm. look at when you look at offers, when you look for new positions and new opportunities, one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we look at the dollar amount, but we don't factor in risk um, because there is risk involved. And you have to take all that into account before you jump ship, because, yeah, yeah, my boss is an asshole. He's a jerk. But I know (laughs) that jerk.
0: Right. Um, right, And and
1: you can, you know, and so you have to look inside yourself. The, The main thing I would caution listeners to think about is. Is this just I'm having a bad day and I'm just not getting along with my boss today, and I, I, I'm making a knee-jerk reaction, or is this more systemic? Is this something that I've been dealing with and struggling with more and more often? Because folks, there's options out there. There's jobs, um, and and nowadays, you know, companies are shutting down because they don't they can't get enough people to work, um, and, and so there's opportunities out there. So don't let anyone sell you short, sure, whether it's your boss or whomever, but you really need to take a long-term perspective look at what it is you're trying to get to and really make sure that whatever decision you make, whether it's to stay or to move on is for a long-term benefit. And you're not just knee-jerk reaction to prove somebody that to, to make a, to make a point or something.
0: Got it. Got it. Definitely, definitely sound advice, man. Yeah. And I, I have to agree with you. You know, it, it is about the devil that, you know, man, and the consistencies and being able to, you know, especially in today's economy, Having that consistency of employment you know I, I didn't know that statistics that you threw out there man four point one did you say million people million million yeah just I mean they just decided hey I'm done I'm like wow I mean we we learned a lot over the pandemic and everyone's priorities did shift Absolutely. and so you know that that's good to know uh, and especially with you know uh, employment opportunities coming back up so everywhere that I go I am seeing all these you know, help wanted posters. And it's just like, okay, well, cool. You know, it's like they're hiring again. I'm like, hopefully they're getting people in. So now that people are, you know, slowly but surely going back into work, you know, what what are some important key factors or recommendations that you have on negotiating
1: an offer <laughs> for employment? Again, long game, long game. Mm-hmm. Um, so first thing, let's talk about salary, right? That's the first thing everybody looks at. So when you're negotiating an offer, you need to make sure you understand what the market demands for your role, okay? And again, every industry is different. Um, for civil workers, for ser- you know, for, uh, for, for teachers, you can go on the district's website and, or the parish website and determine and see what they get paid, right? It's not a secret. Um, so the negotiating power in those roles is very, very limited. Um, but you need to understand what your job is worth in the area that you do it in. Um, I got a buddy of mine who made a misstep. He was talking to He was getting some advice. Um, and the person he was getting advice from lives in California. OK, completely different economy, um, right. completely different economy. Um, and so did give him the best of advice. So, you know, the first thing is understand what, it, what your job is worth. The other thing is understand that this once an offer is extended to you, you are now in a business transaction and mm. you need to be sterile about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Far too often, as an HR person, I will call and I will call someone up and says, "Hey, David. You know, we really loved our our conversations with you. We'd like you to join the team. Uh. And and here's and here's what we'd like to offer you. And I go down the terms and conditions of the offer. Um. As an individual, we're so worried about screwing it up that we'll settle for less, and we feel like that we should take whatever comes at us. Um. And that's not always the case. Um, you need to make sure that when an offer is extended to you, you, you take time to think and not allow anyone to rush you. It's okay to take 24 hours. Um, a lot okay. of companies, a lot of companies intentionally extend offers on Fridays um mm. because they expect you to take the weekend to uh to, to think about it. I will tell you, use your spouse as an excuse. Um, I've been extended offers in myself, and I've said, well. Got, got to talk to the wife at home. She's a real CFO. And, okay. <laughs> uh, and, you know, give you a couple days to come back to you. But you never want to make something like an, a decision like that because a company will never love you more than when you walk in that front door. Um, don't think that you get this offer, oh, and in another two or three years, I'll be able to get a huge bump in my salary. Um, and so you, you need to make sure you take that into account. Mm. The other misstep I see a lot of folks, especially in our community, make is that, you know, we have a number in mind for a salary. And then when that HR person calls you, it's like your, your brain just goes, goes blank. Um, and I tell people, hold on to that number, because before I called you, you told family and friends, well, the next job I get needs to pay X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said that number for a reason. So if, if that number was $50,000 and that HR person calls you saying $40,000. Don't sell yourself short unless you know for a fact that you're kind of outbidding yourself um, based on your market and things like that. Um, a couple of more things because I think this is such a big topic. Mm-hmm. Look at the entire offer, the entire offer. At different stages of your career, more some things become more and more important. When I was younger in my career, it was about salary and it was about title, right? I wanted to have an impressive title and I wanted to make good money because there was things I wanted to do. Um, now that I'm in, now that I'm rocking my mid forties, um, <laughs> didn't realize I'm that old. <laughs> um, now that I got a little more gray in my beard and I have a daughter, um, time life work life balance becomes more and more important. Time off, um, I will negotiate personally vacation time more than I would negotiate my salary, depending on where what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So each person needs to understand what their individual value proposition is. What's important to you, um, because you may not be able to get everything you want in every single set category. Um, So you may have to sacrifice a little bit of a salary and get more vacation time because you got more kids and you want to go to baseball games and ballet recitals. Um, Other times you might want to have some kind of guarantee of continuing education um, and saying, hey, I want to get my MBA or my master's. Can we put it in my offer letter that you will pay for that? So there's a lot of things that you can take into account. But look at the total rewards. Medical benefits. Um, If you or your spouse has an underlying condition, the cost of medical coverage is a big deal. So, if your current company has awesome medical benefits, but they're not paying you well, before you accept that new offer, make sure you understand the value of those medical benefits. Because, yeah, you might make extra extra ten thousand dollars a year um, in your basic salary, but if your medical costs go up by fifteen thousand because that cost coverage, that medical coverage goes down, um, then you may then, then then you're still out of pocket. You're actually making less um, in that whole thing. So again, kind of don't get so caught up on salary. Yes, it is important. That should probably be 40 to 50% of your consideration. But sit down, look at the offer in its totality, ask questions. And remember, this is a business transaction. That's how they're seeing it. And if you know for a fact that, you're, that your counteroffer is based on data and it's sound data, it is not just you asking for more money for the sake of asking for more money, then have confidence in that. And the last thing I'll say is, do not be afraid to negotiate. It will cost that company way more money to restart the recruiting efforts Mm. than it would be to give you that extra $10,000 a year. It costs money for those managers to take hours and hours to interview. It costs Mm. money Mm. for the company to have that position vacant, and so, for if if they if you ask for an extra five to seven thousand dollars a year, just from a financial perspective, that makes no sense for them just to pull the offer back. At the worst, they'll say, "Unfortunately, we're at the limit of the job, um, but we'll hope you're going to join the team and uh, and and do that." Um, so take all those things into account. I could talk about this all day. And uh, Man, I see yeah. that, man. <laughs> yo, yo. I was like, man. Yeah. But let's but see, just see, I keep was like, man, that.
0: that's a whole nother conversation right there that you <laughs> know, we can talk about, you know, negotiating, a, you know, an offer for employment. Yeah. Man, that's some great, uh, great information, man. I was thinking about uh, one job in particular that I took. And uh, like you said, you know, I, I actually went to, I use salary.com. I don't know if that's a good resource. <laughs> so, 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 but, so know, I'm I like, you know, HR
1: person. <laughs> we we just shiver every time we hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. So, I mean, you you say use resources. I mean, come on, man, you got to talk to us normal people. You know, who what resources will we go out to actually take a look at? You know, what our market can
1: bear in terms of the job that we're looking for. What, what's a reliable resource? So Indeed.com has a lot of good stuff. Okay uh, Indeed Indeed.com has a lot of good stuff. I mean, salary look salary salary.com is kind of the Walmart of everything. They they <laughs> they're, they're okay. They in they but they understand who's going to their site and they're trying to inflate things so that so that people can go to their site more often and say okay, yeah, they they're they're lowballing you in terms of your offer. So it's okay, but Indeed's good. LinkedIn has a lot of great resources. Um yeah, yeah, but if you but word of advice, if you're going to negotiate with an HR person They'll say, well, I looked on the salary And yeah, yeah, that probably won't go well. <laughs> OK.
0: You know, I, I had to put it out there, brother, because I know there's somebody out there besides me. You know, this was this is back in 2014 uh, that is, you know, using, you know, resources. And it, I think it's always once again valuable to understand what should we be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on our podcast today, man. And once Absolutely, again, man. this is Nassani Courtney, my homeboy from Natchitoches, Louisiana, who All is right. an experienced HR executive and former U.S. Army officer. He's bringing nearly two decades of experience and passion for human resources to Rise and Purpose, Rise and Purpose Nation. And he is just a phenomenal individual, uh, not only as a person, but a father. And the fact that he's still married, he must be doing well also as a husband. So, you know, I applaud this man and everything that he's doing. We both have these goals of I think uh, he's going to get the airplane and I'm going to get the boat or help. I thought it was the other way
1: around, but that's fine. OK, well, that's fine. we are we're on me right now. Big goals.
0: <laughs> big goals. Big goals, but big goals. But yeah, uh, So, Nassani, man, in wrapping this up for our, our audience, man, um, what would be your key takeaway that you want the audience to remember from your conversation today?
1: No, absolutely. Um, first of all, thanks, thanks, David. I appreciate the opportunity to to do, to do participate in this and kind of speak to folks um, about some of these things that they may not have normal access to. You know, the biggest takeaway I would say, folks, is it, it, this is your career. It is your story. Don't let anyone else control that narrative for you. No one. Um, you sit down and decide what it is you want to do in your life. And it doesn't matter whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50. There's always a story to be told. Too often we sell ourselves a false bill of goods thinking that, oh, I'm in my mid forties, it's too late for me. No, until you're in that ground, it's never too late. Take control of your career, figure out what that story is. uh, If you know, and, and there's options out there. Um, you know, and 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 just realize that, that the information is online. You have you have things at your fingertips. You got things like Rise to Purpose that's going to continue to feed your soul and your mind with some good information. Um, but take control of your career and don't let anyone else tell your your career narrative, your career story, um, other than what it is you want to be put out there.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. I appreciate you once again, my man. And Anytime. once again, yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is Dave Rochelle, your host. And with all our podcasts, we always end with letting you know that we are here to make sure that you know better so that you can do better and be a better person. Until next time, continue to rise to purpose.